Hello and welcome to Embolden, a podcast for the modern spiritual woman seeking to uplevel their life and be beautifully bold. I'm your host, Jess Carreri, spiritual businesswoman, intuitive mentor, and founder of Jala Collective. I am here to bring you conversations to embolden you to embody your highest self, create the life of your dreams, and come home to your divinity. If you are ready for some juicy downloads, inspiring conversations, and aha moments, you are in the right place. Thank you so much for being with me today, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, my love. I hope you're having the most amazing week. I am feeling like I am finding my groove with this podcast and I am so happy that you're here listening and I hope you're also feeling as though this baby is taking its form. Last week, I had the absolute pleasure interviewing Missy Mitchell on all things manifestation and inspired action. It was such a great episode and if you haven't listened to it already... I promise you it is worth your time and you should absolutely cue that as your next episode to listen to. But today I am thrilled out of my mind to bring you another guest interview with none other than the beautiful Taylor Bain. Taylor Bain is someone that I have admired for a very long time. I have received a reading from her before, which dare I say, completely transformed my life. And she is just epic. She is a singer. She is an astrology goddess. She's freaking powerful. But here is her official bio. For those of you that do not know, Taylor Bain is an intuitive astrologer specializing in virtual rapid fire mentoring and innovative spiritual containers that empower women to live embodied in their true cosmic soul blueprint. How freaking powerful is that? So this conversation is absolutely incredible. If you're interested in astrology, if you're interested in productivity and how to live a more aligned life with your cycle in flow with your astrological chart and feminine energy, this is for you. I took so many notes during this conversation and was just nodding profusely. Like I feel like I say that every time I have a guest, but it's so true. I was just sitting there being like, fuck out. This is so valuable. I can't believe I get to have this conversation. So I hope you also get that feeling when you're listening. Taylor is absolutely beautiful. And if you haven't followed her already on Instagram, all of her details, all of the links are in the show notes, and I highly recommend you check her out. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Well, hello, my love, and welcome to Embolden the Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Yay, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you're so welcome. I would love, before we dive in, because I know that we, as we said just before we hit record, could probably talk about everything and everything for hours. Um, so before we dive into a juicy conversation, which I know it will be, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and your magic to the audience listening and just tell us a little bit about who you are what you do and all that good stuff yay well hello I'm Taylor um pretty much I'm an intuitive astrologer um 
I feel like there's, you know, it's so hard when people are like, what do you do? It's like, I feel like, I don't know, I channel the universe. I, you know, like I'm a magical witch in like the forest. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I think the main things that I do is like, I'm a singer. Um, and then also I'm an intuitive astrologer. And that that is kind of always bridging into a bunch of different offerings and it's always looking different and it kind of just comes along with my transformation. But astrology is definitely the vehicle. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. And I, I think it's so powerful to look at someone like you who is so multifaceted in so many different ways. And it's almost like completely breaking the mold of like, I feel like what society tells us we should do is like find that one thing and be that Mm. one person and be in that little box. And you just like occupy so much space over so many different like realms. Like you've got your (laughs) epic music, you've got astrology, you're like mentoring and empowering women, business coaching, all those things. And I think it's just so, it's just a giant permission slip, I feel for people to like witness that. So, Mm. so I love that. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> You're so welcome. So astrology is something that I love and I'm fascinated by, but I always tell people like, I'm definitely not an astrologer. I don't know nearly enough about it as I would love to. And I'm always fascinated when I meet someone who is so well-versed in astrology, like how you started and how you really dove into it and found all your knowledge, because it's one of those things that I feel like there's so much to know and so much to learn. So what was your journey like getting into astrology and how did you really find find that and then continue to build in that area? It's a good question. Um, firstly, I want to say, you know, it's funny that you say like, I'm not an astrologer and stuff, but you're such a moon maven. Like you're, <laughs> you're so, you know what I mean? Like you're so cosmic and like connected to, like energy, but it's more in that like intuitive, like lunar sense. So I feel like you're so connected to the moon, so connected to that like priestess, divine feminine type of lunar energy. Like I feel like when I first met you, I like totally sensed that we were kind of on the same page with that and that's where we connected. But anyway. That is the greatest compliment ever. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) You are welcome. Um, So pretty much my journey with astrology, like I remember somebody interviewing me and asking, you know, what age were you when you got into astrology? And like, I could not think of it. Like, it's just the strangest thing. Like, you'd think you'd know something like woke you up and you're like, oh my God. But I think it was kind of like a gradual curiosity. Um, You know, I always had like all of those like silly magazines when I was growing up and I'd always flick straight to the horoscope. And like, even if people like thought it was, you know, not accurate or whatever, Um, but yeah, so I think it just grew. And I think the more that I started, I would say the more that I like really became involved, um, in my relationships and really wanted to grow because of my relationships, I think I was like, okay, why do I do this? And why is there this pattern between like myself and my mom or like my grandmother or like, I was like, I'm very pattern based. Um, so I think I really just started like seeing one thing and kind of pulling the thread and then it just kept 
unfolding um, and it's still unfolding. And I think that's the amazing thing about astrology. It's like so transformative and you just continue and continue and continue like through all of the different layers. You know, when you first look at your birth chart, you're like, okay, cool. So I've got like this, 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 this. But then like once you start looking at it even more, you're like, oh, and this is like what this aspect is. And that connects to like my past life or my karma or, or this person or that's why I'm having this issue in my relationships or whatever. So it's just so interesting to me. Um, and my North node, which is like my soul's purpose and path is in Scorpio. So I'm very like investigative. I've always been really interested in psychology. Um, so when I realized that, I guess astrology was kind of like this map of the brain in a way. And like, I don't know, it's just like that. Uh, so above, what is it as above? So below. Yeah. Um, it was like, oh, okay. There's actually a map here. Like, and I, I can actually kind of map my consciousness, conscience and like my personality and I can really start to like piece things together and I think it was just so exciting to me that I just kept going and then somebody was like hey you put your readings up I was like all right and then it just developed from there so yeah I think it was just like it became just a huge passion um and the funny thing is is when I actually looked into my chart about like why am I interested in astrology I realized that my career sign was in Aquarius and Aquarius rules like astrology and the cosmos and the higher self and the universe so made a lot of sense. <laughs> I love that so much and how astrology, like you said, like pulling the thread and everything just kind of makes sense after that. And for me, like I am very in tune with the the lunar energy. And I think a lot of that is, is you know, intuitively and energetic mm-hmm. based and backed by astrology that I have read or researched from other people like your beautiful self who have that that foundational work but when you really get into it like I find it so fascinating that you can look at someone's chart and like you're saying look at their career sign look at their relation like how they show up in relationships and you explained it as a map and I think that's really such a beautiful way to put it like you're mapping someone's personality someone's life path potentially and I just think it's so incredible that now we're kind of seeing a popularization I guess you could say moving more in the mainstream I guess with astrology because it is a really powerful tool like for people to gain that awareness and yeah I think it's so so cool I would love to know a little bit more about astrology in the sense of I I hear I guess one of the main resistances people have to astrology is they feel like it puts them in a box or like it's it doesn't allow them freedom to change and I've always thought that was interesting because the birth chart is so in-depth right I think you know people who say that maybe only know the sun side and don't really resonate with that in its entirety but I guess I'd love to hear your perspective on that because there is that that sense of like free will but there's also this whole chart that literally has so much in-depth info on yourself and your personality so I guess what what I'm asking is like what do you feel about that how how would you approach that kind of a conversation because it's something that fascinates me as well and I don't have the answer to either Mm, absolutely well there's a few things that that come up when you you know say all of that the first is like obviously yeah most people read their horoscope and they're like what this isn't accurate 
a they could be um on a cusp a lot of intuitive a lot of astrologers don't believe in cusps but I do that's just because I take like an intuitive lens on astrology and I've like dealt with enough people to feel the people who are actually on a cusp and be like oh okay you're actually more of this sign anyway so um there's many reasons why you might not resonate with your sun sign and I think it's yeah oftentimes people are like oh well, no it's like bullshit I don't believe it da, da. but oh I hope I can swear anyway <laughs> yes you can <laughs> okay <laughs> always welcome um, here <laughs> cool and but yeah it is so in-depth and the other thing is like you know and it's interesting that you are interested in that topic especially just looking at your birth chart um because astrology is like very much so you know your birth chart is it describes the human that you are like it describes the unconscious ways that we are in our dynamics with other people um it talks about like our lineage it's very much so like our pattern that is like inbuilt into our system um but it's not something that we can't rise above is kind of what I want to say so like to me um like tropical astrology is very much so kind of like it's what we do when we're just showing up as a human like in this world and in this life on our day to day and it's like but you know like when you transcend or when you like are meditating and you're feeling into spirit and it's like you can feel the earth and you don't need to know anything like that is very very valid as well so what I want to say is astrology should never put you in a box because you are always able to broaden your energy out beyond the birth chart but it's likely that when you open your eyes for meditation and you're back in your world and you've got your old triggers or there's soulmates coming into your life who are all reflections, you know, designed to trigger or activate certain parts of your chart, you, you need to, well, I like believe that it's so interesting and helpful to know your chart so you can actually navigate that um, with that roadmap a little bit more. But that's not to say that astrology is the be all and end all. It's just really great you know, during this human experience and based on your birth chart, like you're balancing spirituality and practicality very much. You're, you're balancing like transcendental, ex transcendental experiences and also embodiment. So I can tell why you're like interested in kind of like both aspects of it, but yeah. I find that so fascinating because that's literally my whole, like part of my whole mission is balancing the esoteric, the spiritual with the grounding kind of pragmatic practical side and I feel the feeling I have now as you've just said that I think is the feeling that draws so many people to astrology it's like feeling seen right like mm. gives you a better understanding of that and I think what you said is so perfect like it astrology in your birth chart kind of shows the patterns that you have the unconscious, but it doesn't mean that you can't rise above it or break out of that. It's just going to give you the tools to understand those patterns. And rather than like fight against them or wonder, why am I like this? It's like an insight into, well, this is why. And here's some tools to move beyond that. I think that's yes. fucking cool. How amazing. <laughs> um, so there's also for anyone listening, uh, my lawn is being mowed at the moment. <laughs> so I hope that you can't hear the lawn moments, but I'm going to continue and press on anyway. Um, I loved, I, I really loved what you said about astrology, not putting anyone in boxes. Um, and I'd love to talk about, so we have the sun sign. That's kind of the sign that everyone 
nose. Am I correct in saying that? That's like the the horoscope typical one that everyone picks. Then we have all these other signs. For people just starting out, what are the signs that you would look to to get a general and and kind of first step understanding of, of who you are astrologically? I think the first place that, you know, I would direct people, um, especially just starting out, is their moon sign. Um, and especially with your line of work, I just feel like the moon sign, like directing people to their moon sign is just, you know, so helpful. Um, the moon sign is like more of your feminine self. It's how you nurture yourself. It's how you feel, you know, taken care of. Um, also, if you were a little more introverted um, when you were younger, you'll be more like your moon sign. So that's a- another reason why your sun sign may not resonate. Um, but pretty much your moon sign kind of holds like the keys to your feminine and emotional nourishment and well-being. So that's like the kind of basic place that I would really look to understand like your inner world um and then I'd bridge out to like your rising sign which is how the world wants to engage with you and how you are meant to engage with the world then you've got like you know your trauma points in your chart and your healing points and where you're meant to like focus and what you're meant to avoid going into with your comfort zones and stuff like that but definitely the moon sign is kind of the first point that I would you know suggest I love that because I am a Gemini sun and there have been many, many parts of that that I have resonated with and that I've kind of identified with, but it's never something like when I tell people I'm a Gemini, that's not ever something people go, oh yeah, I I saw that. Like it always surprises people. Mm. And I always, not always, I can't say always because I have resonated and and aligned with some of the gem traits, but there's been many that haven't resonated with. And I think for a long time before I knew that there was the moon and the rising signs and all that, I just kind of felt a little bit confused, but my moon and my rising sign have brought so much more clarity into my life. And I want to dive into them even more like in the future, but it's definitely something I feel like everyone should have a look at. If you want to look at astrology, like check out obviously your sun sign, but moon and rising definitely. Um, And then there's like all the different layers. Like I know Venus, your Venus is how you show up in relationships. That tends Mm. to be one that I feel like people want to know as well. Um, And all that sort of stuff. So from what I'm guessing and not even guessing what I'm getting from, from this conversation is it's very, very deep. Like it's almost like a web and it's not just like when we're reading a horoscope or looking just at even our sun and our moon sign, it's like scratching the surface. Is that a correct like assumption? Definitely. But then again, you know, whilst there's so much depth to go to, that those few you know signs are pretty dominant in our field so like the moon you know like for example my moon's in Virgo same moon sign yes Yes, (laughs) but I um, love it yeah so my moon's in Virgo so often when I'm feeling like I'm kind of feeling a bit more like ragey or like a bit more masculine oftentimes it's because like my space is not sacred and like I need to tidy up and I want like time alone because I'm very introspective I'm pretty like introverted I would say I'm like an introverted extrovert um and yeah so I just feel like it really does um have such a huge influence on us as you know feminine energetic beings um so yeah whilst there's so much depth really just looking at like 
a few points is also super helpful. I think that's so cool actually, because it makes it less daunting, right? Because I feel like I definitely for me, sometimes I've been like, I don't understand my astrological chart because there's too Mm. much going on, but that's a really beautiful thing. And thank you for sharing that because I feel if you, yeah, if people can look at that and take that and go, all right, if I at least understand the sun, the moon and the rising, I've got a pretty, you know, in-depth understanding and then maybe go even deeper. But I think that's a, that's beautiful because it's, it's empowering rather than, Mm. you know, being like, nope, you don't understand it. If you don't also know where your Mars and your Mercury and all that stuff is, because that, that definitely can get overwhelming, um, which is why it's so powerful to speak to someone like yourself who can read charts and actually get that done professionally. Um, But so funny when you were saying all those things about your moon in Virgo, I was like profusely nodding, just like, yep. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, I am cranky when my space isn't sacred and like sorted out. It's so funny. And I I really feel like I've said this before, like the astrology just gives this sense of being seen and understood. And I think that's what we're all seeking. So I feel that everyone should kind of dive into it even more than maybe they have been. And me Mm. too. I'm like, I want to continue on this journey because every time I hear something or read something that gives more um, depth into those signs, it's just like, oh yeah. Okay. I'm not crazy. Mm. Like it's like, I'm big on permission slips, right? Like just giving the permission slip to just be whoever the heck you are. And I feel like astrology is that, and it's so powerful Absolutely. It's like a cosmic permission slip. Yes. And something I did want to say um, before we move on is it's funny that you don't resonate as a Gemini, like just speaking of going more in depth with astrology, because it's actually like a tension point in your chart. Mm. So when you go deeper into like the aspect patterns within your birth chart, um, it's something that you're actually like integrating in this life. So whilst you are a sun in Gemini and it's like, oh, well, I just resonate more with my moon. It's actually like that Gemini point is actually meant to be integrated by you, but it's kind of like, oh, like you've got this weird, like, no, you know, that feeling you're just like, I don't really want to accept that. And that's, that is like an aspect in your chart. So it makes sense. That's so fascinating. Mm. (laughs) I love that. And I, again, if, if no one has had their chart read, I recommend it. I would love to have the in-depth reading done because that's the sort of stuff that I guess you don't know until you you have it done. And then, you know, once it's said to you, like even that, I was like, yeah, there is resistance there. Like <laughs> I know there's the traits there, but I resist mm. the traits that align. And yeah, it's so fascinating. So thank you mm. for that. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I would love to talk about, so we're both um, Moon and Virgos and we have bonded over in the past organization creating sacred space like having an aesthetic like space around even um as we're speaking now Taylor behind her has this beautiful setup (laughs) and that was the first thing I noticed um so I guess I am moving into my life um, and into my offerings more into how we can move in flow and be these beautiful spiritual and intuitive beings, but also ground in the pragmatic and practical routines and structures that are actually going to help 
anchor that magic in. And I feel like you are someone who does this so beautifully. And I'd love to kind of, you know, pick your brains about this even more. So I'd love to hear your understanding of the importance of organization and how that plays into being this inflow and intuitive being. Because I feel like when we talk about structure, when we talk about organization, we can kind of think rigid and and really hyper-masculine, which it definitely can be. But I'm kind of like so interested in how we we honor the masculine, the divine masculine in that structure, but bring in that feminine and how they can actually exist in the same space rather than be like, I'm either floating, no plans, no nothing, no organization to the opposite of like overscheduled, stressed out. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that and even just like your personal understanding of it and maybe even how you implement that in your life. Amazing question. (laughs) I'm so sorry. My questions are always like so long. I need to really work on that. (laughs) No, you're a mercurial being. I understand. Um, I I feel like we are like the poster girls or women for like feminine spiritual productivity and organization. It's so funny just with that like connection with the Virgo. Um, But I think, you know, A, the first thing I want to touch on is. I totally get why that is such a um, big topic for you in this lifetime and why you're so able to kind of help other people with it as well, because your, your past lives or your karmic energy is very much so in spirituality um, is in the psychic realm. It's in, you know, like losing yourself and becoming one with everything. Um, but obviously in this lifetime, that can lead you down some interesting paths that maybe take you a little bit, um, well, it's just like a comfort zone. Like our South Node, our karmic sign, it's just a bit more of a comfort zone. But you have so many spiritual gifts there and your Jupiter is there as well next to your karmic sign. So that shows me that you're meant to use this spirituality you're meant to use like these psychic abilities, um, but in a way that's like in line with your purpose in this lifetime, if that makes sense, which is coming through Virgo because your North Node's in Virgo. Um, so I hope I haven't lost anyone, but pretty much what I'm saying is I just get why it's so relevant to you because in past lives, you know, you've got this experience with spirituality and psychic ability um, and all of that kind of thing. And you're very much so like gifted with that. And like blessings and abundance comes through that, but not really just when you sit in it, when you actually like make it product, uh, when you make it productive and, you know, actually help your community with it. That is like when the blessings can really just like pour through. Um, But when you just focus on spirituality, it's kind of like you would just be floating a little bit. You'd find yourself just floating in the abscess and not really like feeling helpful. Um, So I get why you're creating, you know, all of these like beautiful programs um, because you, you know, your positions in your chart very much so like speak to helping your community and like organization and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And it's linked in with your moon and your creativity. So it makes total sense. Perfect. Amazing chef's kiss (laughs) so and then my tips um on feminine productivity I think you know this one's interesting for me because my Chiron is in Virgo so my trauma is in organization and perfection um and there's like those healing points that I have to get through 
um, in order to embody that kind of thing. But your Chiron is like the positioning in your chart where it's like so traumatic to you, but you can help others with it. So um, it's definitely something I've had to like work through a lot. I've gone on the other side of it where I've been like, oh, like how do I create, you know, perfection or what I want or whatever. So I, I would go very masculine. And I think that is also why I'm so passionate about it is like I've realized, you know, how beneficial it is to me and then also realizing how beneficial it is to other people. But my few, I feel like I just ranted then, but my few tips are, um, I definitely stay really connected to the cosmic energy um, that's going on. So I'm always connected to the full moons, the new moons, um, and also like all the in-betweens. And even just like what sign the moon is in is incredibly helpful for feminine productivity. You kind of, um, you know, you know what energy you're working with every single day when you can understand what moon sign is happening that day. So like the moon moves signs every two and a half days or so. So a different inner filter kind of comes, you know, over us. And if we can align our work um, with the energies that are happening kind of outwardly as well, you can just kind of like flow um, with everything a little bit more. So like planning, obviously, with the days of the week, you know that Monday is like an intuitive day. Tuesday is like all systems go. But then once again, um, it all depends on your birth chart. Like you might be wounded when it comes to Aries energy. So Tuesdays might not feel great to you. Um, your moon sign might be heavily aspected. So your Mondays might feel really heavy. So I just think knowing your chart and then also knowing like the outer realms of energy and kind of being able to bring them together, it would be like my big tip for productivity, which takes just a little bit of like delving into everything. <laughs> so fascinating and thank you so much for sharing all of that I would love to if you're happy to dive into this the days of the week that's been something that actually I've been trying to read up on and get a better understanding like I've recently you know in the last few months been planning with my cycle and all that sort of thing but planning with the days of the week has been like the energies of that has been something I've been really wanting to get into and I feel like the listeners of this podcast would also really enjoy that. So could you walk us through the energetics of each day, what sign and, and what's the main themes? Because I think the thing with feminine productivity is it's not, it's, it's not abandoning productivity or organization. It's, it's doing it in a way that is in alignment with the present mm -hmm. energies of yourself and like the collective. So if we can understand what energies are present on what day, like, maybe Mondays are more beneficial to do one task, but we've been trying to do it every week on a Thursday. I'd love to hear more about that. If, if you would like to share that. Definitely. I love that. Um, yeah. yeah, it was a, it was a big one when I realized, Oh, Hey, like every day has a different energy. Like, you know, why am I waking up like a basket case on this day? And then you know, <laughs> the other day is totally fine. Um, and the other thing with that is, especially if you're in a relationship with the masculine, um, we're on different kind of emotional cycles, you know, so they're like, whoa, you were one way yesterday and now you're waking up totally different. It's like, why? Um, yeah. So it's like really good to kind of have a sense of that as well. And if the masculine has a lot of like lunar or feminine energy as well, it could be the case, you know, for them as well. Um, but anyway, so Mondays. Monday is connected to the moon. It's a lunar energy. Um, to be honest, like 
it's not productive to me in the way of like, cool, it's Monday, start the work week. Like that always felt just heinous. Um, but I think Mondays as a feminine, you know, um, productivity day is actually really amazing. So I love, like, I find myself like writing in my diary, like the appointments I'm going to do, all the things I'm going to, you know, whatever. So like Mondays are very much so really great for like, I associate it with like a web. I kind of feel like it's like a weaving day. You're bringing all the threads in together, um, organizing them for your week, but it's really coming from like a nourished place and a place of like, cool, what are my emotional needs? What like can I sense is going to feel good on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday? It's very intuitive. So Monday is definitely like a big intuition day, but a great day to like organize using your, like, like through using your intuition. Tuesdays ruled by Mars. So think Aries energy um, is very like, let's go. It's passionate. So you'll likely be more able to actually put things into action. It's very much so an action day. Wednesdays um, is Mercury, communication. So often I will um, do my like one-on-one sessions on Wednesday or anytime I have to talk a lot, um, I'll usually do it on a Wednesday. I think I scheduled, I said this um, for today on a Tuesday because I knew we were both Aries rising. So I knew we'd both match up on that. Um, which is Tuesdays, obviously Aries Day. But anyway, so Wednesday is very communicative. Um, and also not to like, I could just talk on this for ages. I know I feel like I just have so much info, but like on the specific days, I also wear my rings on specific fingers to um, enhance that energy. So for example. <laughs> that is so, so amazing. <laughs> I know this is really taking like feminine productivity to a new height, isn't it? Um, so like today, for example, it's Tuesday. So Mars. So I put my ring on, um, you know, Tuesday's finger. Um, and that's kind of, but I, but I put it on the feminine hand because Mm. I didn't, I don't want to exert myself intensely with the masculine energy and my masculine side of my body. Um, but I wanted to go with my feminine, if that make Mm. is making sense and landing. So just a little little tip, a little interesting magical thing that I do. Um, anyway, so then Thursdays, um, ruled by Jupiter, Sagittarius energy. It's a great time to do readings for yourself or for others because it's very expansive, um, very like fortune telling type blessings and abundance um, kind of energy. It's usually quite like optimistic um, or lucky. And it's a little bit of like a wild, like, wild card energy a bit of like a curveball energy um at times and then friday is my favorite day because i was born on a friday also looking into the day that you were born um is really helpful because you'll understand that that's kind of your power day in the week so i was born on a friday i'm also a taurus and my venus is in taurus um so fridays are kind of my day because it's you know freya's day venus's day so that's very much so you know the day to um I eat great food. I'm lighting all my candles. I'm wearing all of my best stuff. Like no matter if I'm just, you know, sitting at home, it's definitely like the indulgent um, moment for me. And then Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Okay. I don't love Saturdays. Um, It's ruled by Saturn, which is kind of this Capricornian energy. Oftentimes we can come up against limits um, and restrictions, 
but it's it's interesting because if you know that you're okay cool tomorrow's saturday or oh it's just saturday i'm just like dealing with a lesson that's fine you know you can kind of move through things a little bit easier rather than just trying to derive meaning from like oh my partner is terrible and this means we're meant to break up it's like what if it was just saturday <laughs> so yeah <Love> <laughs> super super helpful to know that like most people just they people are quite hard working on a Saturday. It's often that they want to like go out and get their things ticked off their list um, that like kind of aren't related to work. Um, but yeah, oftentimes it can feel restricting for like the fun things you want to do. Sundays ruled by the sun. So Leo energy. Um, I'll always like connect to God and the sun and like life force energy on a Sunday. Um, and I really just like take the time to actually enjoy and like be in life and like have fun. Um, yeah, Sundays just feel like beautiful and just like that integration kind of moment. Um, the other tip that I would give just beyond the, you know, the days of the week and the energies that they're ruled by is also the numerology, numerology of the day. So, um, that can also have like a huge effect as well. Um, so for example, today, I think today's date adds up to a one. So it's very much so that energy of like, once again, Aries. So it's like a going energy. It's a starting energy. It's that spark. It's that like productivity. Um, yesterday was likely, you know, cause it was a nine day. It's more of a culmination. It's more of like an overwhelm or a burden. So some things were coming up that were wanting to be cleared. And now today's like, cool something feels a little bit more cleared like in the energy so there's so many different realms you can go into with everything especially with feminine productivity but they're kind of like a few of the little tricks that I have and use so yeah that's so interesting I love the <laughs> rings I love that so much it makes me so happy like I'm all for having like ritualizing everyday things like wearing jewelry and all that sort of stuff so that's so exciting to me and mm. thank you for sharing all of that because the days of the week I think this is going to be so helpful to everyone listening even if it's just like planting a seed to be conscious of mm. you know when are you scheduling certain things on a day that maybe has never felt good because I know for me for a long time Mondays have been like that's my I'm getting in and starting the work week, hitting the ground running. And it's so funny because every Monday I never am as productive as I am on a Tuesday. <laughs> and if I just left everything that I scheduled on a Monday and did it on Tuesday instead, I'd get so much more done. And so having that understanding, I think is really, again, it's like that permission slip. It's that being seen and understood. It's like, you're not lazy. You're not crazy. This isn't, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. This is just the collective energy, the lunar energy, cosmic energy, if you will, that's at play here. And I'm all for working with it rather than trying to work against it because that mm. rarely ever works out. But a thing I want to say as well, too, is like this can potentially seem overwhelming. And I, I want like people to understand that you don't have to have all of this knowledge yeah. and all of this like understanding of the numerology and everything to start. I think that's definitely something that people that we should all like have an understanding of at, you know, one point in our journey. But that feminine productivity also just 
gets to feel however you want it to feel. And funnily enough, like as you were mentioning all of the energies of the days of the week, I realized that as I have kind of connected more with my cycle and started mapping my weeks and my months in that way, that I've actually naturally kind of organized myself in this energy like mm-hmm. without even really knowing, which I think mm-hmm. is powerful because it's like, if you take the time to connect in with yourself and connect in with your energy of like, okay, what hours of the day do I get the most done? What days do I feel the most, you know, heightened energy or productive or needing to sleep or whatever that nine times out of 10, I would say will link up with all of this information. Hello, my love. I interrupt this powerful episode for a very brief but very important reason. My brand new program, Get Your Shift Together, has just been announced and the waitlist is now open. This program, Get Your Shift Together, is a six-week transformative program to help you bring your visions to life with more ease, flow, and clarity through helping you implement intentional strategies, aligned routines, and intuitive organization techniques. Here, there is no rigidity, no repetitive grind, and hustle. I wanted to pop this into this episode as we are talking about feminine productivity and how to really create your life and schedule in a way that is aligned with your energy and with your personality. This is all going to be deeply dived into within Get Your Shift Together. As I said, the waitlist is open, the modules and all the specifics are going to be released over the coming weeks. And I am so excited to bring this program to life. I know it is going to change lives because it is everything that has completely changed and up-leveled, simplified and bettered my life over the last few years. And I'm so excited to teach them. So the waitlist is open for Get Your Shift Together. If you're interested, head to the show notes. There is a link there that will take you to find more information and to get yourself on that waitlist. All right, my love, let's get back to the episode. I feel like all of this is like an exploration and it's like fun little areas that you can explore and it's fun to know about them. But ultimately as feminine beings, like we have senses for a reason. And I think ultimately, if you're just remembering to connect to yourself every single day, you're always going to be navigating correctly and you're always going to be connected and in alignment and you're going to feel like those things meet up and match up. But I think, you know, it's difficult, um, when a lot of us have that inner critic and it's like, I think it's helpful to know the information for a person like that, who's like, you know, feels more critical of themselves. And it's like, cool, it's that day. So let's just get that out of the way. And now I'm just going to connect to myself without any blocks. So I think that's, yeah, yeah, super important. Definitely. Because there have been times where before I had any of this understanding or connection to myself, for example, I'm using Monday, poor Monday. I'm using Monday as an example, (laughs) like of trying to like, like, for example, Tuesdays tend to be my creative day. Like I get the most done creatively. Um, it's that action. It's that passion. But I tried to do the battle on the Monday and that inner critic came through when it wasn't flowing. And when I felt like intuitively, I was like, this isn't happening today. Like, I'm not going to get this done today. I should just leave it. And that inner critic comes in going, well, no, you should just do it now. Stop being lazy. Like, mm-hmm. just get it done. So that's a beautiful point. And thank you for bringing it up because 
I think whenever you talk about productivity, there's that that shadow side, I guess, of that like hyper, I, I want to say masculine, but I also want to be conscious of not like bashing mm. the masculine energy. <laughs> but I think that is like our society has become very hyper-masculine and it has become very, you know, tied to this productivity and like the hustle culture movement and all that sort of thing. I'd love to talk to you about the masculine and feminine while we're on the topic of, you know, the masculine and the feminine in terms of productivity. Cause I've spoken about this a number of times about the fact that we all have this energy, you know, it's not meaning you're just feminine. If you're a woman or you're just masculine, if you identify as a man, I'd love to hear your understanding of these energies and what they are and kind of how they play out in our lives, no matter what, gender Mm. air quotes because of course like there's so many different gender expressions and identities but how do those two you know pillar energies I guess play out in our lives and like what even are they (laughs) another big vague question I'm so sorry (laughs) no no amazing questions honestly um I could talk on this topic for a really long time but in order to keep it kind of as simple as I feel it um I would say that the feminine to me feels like, this is how I like to look at it. The feminine is like the queen on her throne. She's sitting there. She's open and abundant and magnetic enough um, to allow in the information to channel through, you know, insights and things like that. And then the masculine is kind of like this, person around her maybe like a knight or something who can go out like she gives the person the information and they go out and they're like cool do 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 like I've got it sorted type of thing mm-hmm. um so that's kind of like how I like to see it inside of myself is like the feminine is kind of quite receptive um she's allowing herself to hear and listen without judgment without too many like physical um interruptions and kind of like white noise Um, And she's kind of like resting in that spiritual space. So then the masculine part of her, when it's time to kind of pluck those things and like make them, you know, realistic, that person can kind of like come out. So I feel like the masculine to me is like this, this energy of like trust and not being too much in the lunar energy of being confused, um, but actually just being like, cool, if my feminine downloaded it, then the masculine can go and do it. You know, it's kind of like it's, and that is why it's an inner relationship is because they very much so work together and don't do super well when they're not together. Um, So, you know, you can have your masculine like running around, but it's like, if it hasn't got the appropriate like channeled wisdom and insight from the feminine part of you, it's kind of just running around and falling around and being a lot, you know, less productive than you could be you know that's when you like burn out or like just start doing things that aren't actually in alignment um so yeah I definitely just think that you have to allow space for both because I feel like some people really can't rest and really just like allow um and then some people don't really know when it's time to go and they keep bringing their feminine into the masculine part of life um but that is like related to so many things in the birth chart and how you saw your mom and dad and etc but (laughs) yeah so that is kind of how I feel about like my inner masculine and inner feminine I I love that and it is really true like I have definitely felt at many times in my life 
so much in my feminine that like nothing was getting done. I wasn't like, I wasn't a very good friend because I never committed to plans. I, you know what I mean? But then there've been many other times I would say for most of my life, I've been in that, the masculine energy. And I would say unintegrated um, of like burning out, seeing rest is like lazy and all that sort of stuff. And it's definitely been a journey of kind of bringing them. I always say like, bringing the masculine and the feminine into this beautiful relationship where they can be like so loving and like have their own little roles, but coexist Mm -hmm. really well rather than like one wears the pants and one doesn't, you know, like that imbalanced kind of energy just never seems to flow. It always seems Mm -hmm. to be a bit off balance. I wonder like how we you spoke about like integrating them together how would you recommend most of my listeners are women so I want to acknowledge if there are any men listening hello but as most of the audience (laughs) are, are women I I feel like there is more commonly a theme of women being kind of disconnected from their feminine or feel as though they need to be existing in that masculine energy And I think that might be the case for men as well, too. Like there's that disconnect from the feminine in general. But how would you recommend for for women listening that maybe feel like they desire to be more feminine led, but there's that some form of disconnect or, or guilt or shame, whether that be from society or what have you, like how do we actually integrate the masculine with the feminine rather than like, kind of yo-yo from like one extreme to the other which I think can happen sometimes Mm, absolutely um good question (laughs) I think just coming from you know my perspective it's it's definitely a process of revaluing the feminine So, for example, obviously, when we grow up, we understand that the masculine is very valued. It's everything we can see and touch. You know, it's kind of like this material world. We get that people are recognized for it. We get asked, where are you going to uni? What are you doing? What's your plans? So we understand um, just basically that the masculine is valued. What we don't understand or see is that the feminine is valued. So there's little talk on what it takes for a woman to be pregnant, carry a child, give birth, Mm. um, the fact that we sustain the entire earth. Um, (laughs) So I think that for anybody who's kind of like feeling like there's a resistance to being in their feminine, the first place I would really direct them is, were you taught to value the feminine at all? Um, And I would kind of bring ways into their life where they could actually start valuing um, the feminine a little bit more just by bringing it into their reality, um, just where they can see it, you know? So like following people like you who are so connected to lunar energy or whatever it is, I just feel like it's just like a step-by-step revaluation process of really, yeah, just because the thing is like sometimes we believe what we see And I feel like we can believe in the masculine because we can see from A to B um, the process of the masculine, but I feel like we can't necessarily see the feminine. That requires trust. It requires like closing your eyes and sensing like the birds or nature or feeling into someone across the room. Like we're not taught to do that. It's not in our field. Um, So I think definitely just bringing it into our world, 
valuing it more, trusting it more, maybe trying to believe a bit more in the stars or understanding that spirituality, you know, could be true or like, so I think it's, there's definitely a trust element. I feel like we trust the masculine out in the world more um, just because we can see it. Hope that answered your question. It absolutely does. And when you were saying that thing about the masculine being valued because it's something we're seen for and something we get recognition for hits so home for me. Like, especially when you were saying, you know, people ask where you're going to uni, people ask what you do for a living and, and all that sort of stuff. And then the fact that there's this kind of neglect of that feminine power because it's not necessarily as tangible Mm-hmm. so interesting to me and I think I definitely think that is like society our society I can't speak for all societies western society <laughs> tends to be very much the the value is on the the hyper masculine and I think even for men if there are any men listening I think the same thing needs to happen like valuing the feminine because I think men as well for so long have been you know praised for you know their menness but their feminine has been shunned right like the emotions and the feelings has been kind of squashed so it's so interesting to look at it from from both sides and I also want to be conscious of the fact that there are and maybe potentially people listening who do not identify with either male or woman um Mm -hmm but that those energies are, are, are not even necessarily gender conforming. Like I feel like no matter how you identify or, or anything like that, the masculine and feminine energies are not even like gendered. I guess they have been gendered because I think masculine and feminine is gendered language, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's just fascinating to me to like, look at that. And cause you can have someone who like, even as a woman, like someone who is a woman who is a very masculine woman she will still have feminine energy like it doesn't you know just mean that one person only has one it's that yin yang balance type sitch <laughs> yes so beautifully explained I literally feel like we could talk for another two hours but I want to be conscious of the time um <laughs> and your time of course so I want to talk and segue into what you've got going on at the moment you have this absolutely amazing incredible idea that you have brought into the world your rapid fire readings I'd love for you to tell people what they are and just like how you started doing them because I think they're something that are so needed and so accessible and I just want people to be able to experience readings with you because I didn't mention this earlier actually I actually have had a reading with the beautiful Taylor Bain um And it was just before I started my page, Jala Collective. And it wasn't, it was something I was kind of thinking of, but not really sure about. And I truly believe that reading gave me so much clarity and so much guidance and direction that when things started happening and the insights and the inspiration to do what I'm doing now came through, I was like, oh yeah, Taylor said this would happen. So I felt less like, scared and alone um Mm. so I can vouch for your your absolute magic abilities in your readings but the rapid fire is such an interesting concept for me so would you tell us what they are my love yes I love that as well about the story of how we met (laughs) those many moons ago so Um, long ago 
yeah, I remember doing that reading for you and I was like, oh, the Rose, Priestess, Mary Magdalene. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, like she feels so divine feminine to me. It was super fun. Um, but yeah, so rapid fire readings, I guess, are my take um, on readings. I'm very much so like I have a lot of fire in my chart. Um, I like to talk quick. I um, I also just like to I guess like channel fast and like go back and forth with people a lot just to get to the point. Um, I just love that. So I guess that's what my rapid fire readings are really um, about. Like I used to do full readings, um, you know, where I had all these different options and things like that, which I also loved, but I think just based on like me and my chart, I think the rapid fire just suits me a little better. Um, Pretty much they are just 30-minute voice message readings. Um, So I just do them on an app and we connect and I get your birth time and pretty much I just pull cards. I use my intuitive, you know, abilities um, and I also just feel into your birth chart and I pretty much just hone hone in on, you know, whatever is super relevant and I just kind of channel down from their higher self, um, from God or the cosmos or whatever. And I just try to bring in, you know, as much insight as I can. So it's 30 minutes for $50 for my rapid fire readings. And that's kind of like the entry point of working with me, I guess. Um, I'm going to be bringing out some more like containers and I've got, you know, a bigger container going on right now, which is spiritual women in business, um, which is a three month, um, container. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much, you know, the best way to work with me is definitely the rapid fire readings. It's just fun and to the point and we just get to the heart of it and it's super just expansive and interesting. <laughs> that's so powerful. And you're such a testament to knowing what feels good for you and knowing what you're good at and, and following that path. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I'm in the process of finding my feet in that way like rather than just doing something the way that it's been done before or that it's expected Mm. it's like looking at okay is this actually serving me is this the way that my energy flows best and you've just Mm. gone there's fire in my chart I don't want to sit down and record like (laughs) an hour reading I'm gonna get to the point and I think that's so so cool because that's what I I feel like I want for everyone right is to get to a place where they know what works for them know their zone of genius and are able to live their life in accordance to that because that just makes everything so much better it makes it feel better it makes it flow better so I think that's so cool and when I first saw that you brought those out I was like that is such a good idea like that is so (laughs) amazing and yes I can 100% recommend readings from Taylor um your energy is amazing you're just a beautiful human being and I'd love to have you back on because I again I feel like we could continue this conversation for hours and hours it's one of the best parts of having a podcast is I get to have conversations like this all the time um (laughs) so how do people find you my love let the audience know how they can come into your world how they can be a part of your magic and get a taste of the readings but also all the other things where are you at where can people find you well I think that's a good segue into the topic of you know being really in tune with your chart um, and being innovative is that like you know people like you got to have a website you have to have this and this and this and this and I guess that's what I'm really trying to break down with this whole spiritual women in business thing is like 
actually you can be more productive if you just hone into exactly what you know you obviously do really well as you were saying before um so I love basing things off Instagram I obviously have like an email list and things like that um but the main place you can find me is Instagram and that is Taylor at Taylor Bain um and it's a bit of an interesting spelling so I don't know if you want to link it in the show notes (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes um an interesting spelling my mom is Irish and I don't know what was happening but anyway um so yeah definitely find me on Instagram and connect with me there you can just dm me for a reading and we will go from there perfect thank you so much and I will link everything in the show notes I'll link your Instagram and any other relevant links so definitely if you're listening and you want to find out more head there and you can find all of the info but thank you so much again for coming on and having this conversation I have gotten so much out of it like I have literally pages of notes that I have been taking (laughs) since we've been talking so I know that people listening are going to be finding the value at like my main takeaways was just the days of the week that's just been brought so much clarity so thank you for sharing your amazing knowledge and for touching on my birth chart that was so much fun (laughs) so that's also I guess a taste for people as well if they are getting the rapid fire readings that's a little hint of what you can experience so thank you for sharing that it's so much fun and um I'm just so grateful uh to have spent this time with you and can't wait for everyone if they're not already following you and not already in your world for them to be a part of your journey and your magic yay thank you so much <laughs> Jess I love all of those words and yeah you're just so beautiful and I'm super glad that I got to come on and just connect because I feel like we just we sense the same we feel the same we get it like I don't know, intuitively, I feel like we just think the same um, in many ways. So it has been a pleasure. Thank you. If this episode has served you in any way, I invite you to leave a review of this podcast. Please also share this episode with your friends on social media. And don't forget to tag me at Jala underscore collective on Instagram. I love seeing where you guys are listening from, what episodes you're loving and your main takeaways. In doing all of this, you will not only be making my day, but also helping me get this podcast out to embolden as many people as possible. I am so grateful for your love, support, and for you taking the time to be with me today. I will see you so soon in the next episode of Embolden the Podcast with Jess Carreri. Thank you for listening.